Hey everybody, at the top here, um, this game is really hard to talk about and we were really tired, so if this is terrible, I apologize, but uh, that's just the way it is. Hey everybody, this is David Paddock, and welcome to the Machination Log for August 31st, 2016. God damn it. We've got Dylan and Mitchell in the house. Yeah, we do. Barely. We just got done with, we just survived. Yeah, a, God. Uh, well, most of us did. A three-player game of Fiasco, which some of you may be familiar with. It's by uh, the folks over at Bully Pulpit Games. Um, we're going to talk through a session of that, and by talk through, I mean we're just going to talk about what the hell just happened. It doesn't record real well as a game unless you do a ton of editing because there's a lot of downtime where people have to sort of sort out what's going on. Um, and if that sounds like a cop-out, it's mostly because I would rather you just play this game yourself like telling other people about it like we're about to is comparatively uninteresting. But I want to talk about what makes this game cool. Like in the realm I of I don't know that this is the best example for that. I think <laughs> this, this is, is this is definitely the best example. This is a pretty good example. Normally <laughs> this game gets played with uh four or five people. We only had three today. And uh I'd say that even though it does change the aesthetic of the game quite a bit, which probably actually explain what it is. Um it um it it still works it just changes it up. In Fiasco you basically build a Coen Brothers movie. Um you get a setting and a bunch of note cards and you write down relationships between the players. Um you write down objects and needs and locations and then you just you build a script one scene at a time. Um it's exceptionally organic, almost too much so at yeah, times. I would say <laughs> Um, basically don't make plans is your best plan. Yeah. Uh, and I find this to be a substantial improvement over most of the Dungeons and Dragons-esque tabletop RPGs I've played. In terms of, like, pure roleplay experience, I think it works better. Because the most fun parts of D&D are fucking around making story stuff, not rolling dice and fighting. And this is all that. Yeah, it's just that part. Especially if you can stick with one identity so strongly that it becomes the game. <laughs> so in this particular game, we had three people. I played, uh, what the hell was my I'm guy? Sorry, I played Gene. Gene. I don't know what his last name was. You're so, Gene Catsworth. That's right. We have, we have, uh, we have cards. We have note cards now for this. And we've, uh, because you write all this stuff down, we actually have a bunch of notes for this podcast. I don't think they'll help very much. They're mostly mm. just for jogging our memory over the tragedy that happened over the last two hours. But I played Gene, a uh, a uh, marginally effective Kansas-dwelling manager of a hotel that's largely abandoned. And he blames the interstate for that, but it's probably just because he's not very good at managing it. Mitchell, who were you? <laughs> I was Johnny Tsunami. Basically, I got a postcard from the town of Mana, was it? Yeah, Mana, Mana Kansas. Mana, Kansas. Uh, postcard that I traced back there telling me, what, what did it say? Do we have that? That's something. I got cryptic. your back or yeah. something like that. You can to, count on me. There we to go. To Johnny, you can count on me, and it wasn't addressed from anybody, so it was very cryptic. Uh, really, I just failed at, at being a pro surfer. And I use that as an excuse to create a mystery and go back to my hometown that I didn't live at very long because I skipped out to go to California. Or California, as we pronounce it there. True enough. Yeah. And my character's name was Jesse Pinkman. No relation. Uh, I am a cartographer enthusiast and ultimately unredeemed. 
Uh, I shared nothing but romantic involvement with both of these two. Uh, my gender was never fully disclosed or uh, discerned. Or relevant. Or relevant in the end. Um, I was romantically but loathingly attracted to Johnny Tsunami. And that lo- or the loathing was divided by uh, yeah, so, Gene here. Well, so, Gene was trying to keep us apart. Yes. Yeah. Gene was keeping us apart. Uh, and my need between him... So for, for, reference, <laughs> for reference, the note cards that contain things like relationships and objects, they're shared between players next to each other on the table. Nobody just has a card that says, you are this. Like, for example, I have a yeah. card here that says stepchildren, and that was between me and Mitchell, uh, between Gene and Johnny. Um, and everybody has these relationships between each other, and that's kind of how you suss out the game. You put down the cards, and... You fill in a very generic thing like family or an object that's sentimental, and then you add details to it, and then you try to flesh that out as the scenes go through. Um, and that's really challenging when there's only three people at first, and maybe it was just our combination of cards was... Uh, ex- it's difficult to get jogging, um, but it slowly becomes into a slippery slope of total bullshit that you lose all control over. Yeah, you just got you just got to have a little bit of patience. Yeah. Depending on how the cards are, it can take a little while to get into the game. I remember the the medieval one that we did it took a long time to get going. Yeah. It requires a headspace for roleplay, which I'm normally never good at. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, but that's that's what's nice about this game. You don't really have to be good at that because yeah. you get both elements. You get both the dungeon master and the player character where most of the time when you're a PC, uh, which is abbreviation for player character, um, and DM, which is Dungeon Master, in a uh, in a normal tabletop game. I don't know why I'm explaining that, because the people who don't know that already can't follow that thread. Yeah. So I'm going to drop that. But when, you, when you're a player character, you're mostly just acting out whatever you happen to want to have happened for your character. And the DM's job is to scheme. In this game, you get to do both, because you have to establish scenes. And that is really mentally taxing. It's part of the reason there's so much downtime in between scenes and even during scenes, people have to figure out what the hell they're going to say. Cause you not only have to just come up with something clever or idiotic to say it, you want it to move the story forward somehow. That's the hardest part I've always found with role play. And the reason I probably don't do it online, I'm so bad at making the next thing happen because as somebody who naturally doesn't like real life conflict, Stories are nothing but conflict. Yeah, for the most part. And it's hard to generate that on purpose for me. Um, Luckily, we have Mitchell, who is a human embodiment of conflict, (laughs) by (laughs) relentlessly being the dude who surfs. I was the dude who surfs. But sometimes you need a character like that. It helped, I guess, (laughs) in a way. That's what I'm here for. It hammered the rest of us out. Well, the, the thing is, it's it's why you always need kind of a weird motivation in a Dungeons & Dragons game to keep those kinds of games going. Because if your character is not psychopathic or insanely greedy or has some other ulterior motive, most human beings do stay home. Yeah. That's just, that's the default. Um, have you guys ever played uh, Everyone is John? I have not. Everyone is John is a game where you have like a token barter system and the theme is that you are all taking control of a character named John who has just like is unstable schizophrenic. So everybody is a personality trait and you write down a primary objective 
a secondary objective and like an end game goal. And then based on how close you came to either doing small things or completing your big thing, you're awarded points to do betting on the next round. Uh, this is kind of like that with less of a point system and more of like a everybody's taking control of this story and then trying to weave it. You basically make secret plans for your own character that implement everyone at some point. There's the, the reward system in this game is a little perverse. It's uh it's based on a very Coenzean idea, which is that uh, you roll all of this is, this gets way too far into the weeds, but essentially to abstract it to a point where someone could understand from the outside, you either want all of your scenes to resolve poorly or you want them all to resolve well. Because the way that it works out in the end, the players who have everything go right for them and the players who have everything go wrong for them end up being the ones that make out. Because the rich stay rich and the particularly downtrodden get their comeuppance and everybody in the middle gets screwed. Yeah. That's a... uh, Yep. Uh, Much like that other game. It'll (laughs) do that to you. I do find it easier. I know you're... Not as happy I mean, with kind it, of but I, I do find it easier to play to role play if I'm making my character a character of something. So, like uh, the first one we did, I was a New Jersey gangster, and that was the whole shtick yeah. for it. And then the medieval one, I was like an evil evil sorcerer, I think. Yeah, for that one. Uh, and then this one, a surfer guy who's oh, you had an amazing name. From... It was Antoine Kenobi. Yeah, uh, yeah, Anton, Anton, yeah, Antoine Kenobi, Antoine Kenobi the Dark Wizard. Yeah. That's pretty good. Look, I will, um, I will if that throw, doesn't say caricature, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I will throw no shade on playing a stereotype. It's the right. easiest way to build a character. I mean, if you have enough time, it's the easiest way to build a character into a fully fleshed. Especially it's the easiest way to start a character. Yeah. yeah. And you can kind of go from there based on, on what actually is happening in the game. But And yeah. this character didn't really evolve at all. But, you know, that's not always, always the case. I so think that's what made me mad is you didn't, like, evolve... I, I I didn't feel like there was an opportunity to. <laughs> I literally tried to make you a fucking sentient super space god descent, and you. Yeah, and at the very end, I kind of realized my destiny, and then it ends. But I, that's that's it. He's a man and then on you a did mission, nothing. Dylan. <laughs> yeah, but that, I like the ambiguity there. I don't know. That's what I. <laughs> so this game can be frustrating at times. Yeah, depends. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Competing visions. Yeah, the competing visions is a weird one. And that's that's the part where you'd imagine most tabletop RPGs would fall apart if they tried to do this is you can't you can't have multiple people drawing the maze. And in this game you if you get a group of people together, I can absolutely imagine a lot of groups of people where the conflicts would be seriously problematic. I mean, the game tries to put it tries to manufacture some ways around that. For example, there is a sort of directorial element to it where someone establishes the scenes um or resolves the scenes so that's technically one person and then it spurs off into everybody else but you still have to kind of trust that the people around the table are not going to flip on you yeah uh so you have an option at the beginning of your turn in the scene to either direct the scene and have everyone else resolve it or have everybody else do that shit for you, and you'll resolve it. One is for, hey, we need more ideas. Let's kind of get everybody talking. Or I know where I want this to go, but let's see where you guys take it. 
which I, I think that's my favorite aspect of the game because at the beginning, I usually outsource to everybody to kind of see where things are going and include me or not. And then I can kind of take all that in and push it in a way. I like it because even though it gets everybody else involved, it still gives you an aspect of control. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be the one who determines your own fate, then you can let everybody else set up a scene and you can be the one who decides how it resolves. Yeah. Or if you just have a cool scene that you want to set up and you don't care how, how it, it ends, you just, <laughs> you just want to see how you just want to throw it to the wind and see how it goes. Uh, you can do that instead. Yeah, it lets you either be an editor or a creator, which is uh, really handy. But uh, man, if somebody else creates total bullshit. <laughs> All right. So the reason I'm mad is. <laughs> Instead of just being <laughs> vaguely me. passive. Well, it it was because I was trying to work in a bunch of ideas, and it just didn't feel like you went anywhere. And I was trying to throw so much stuff. I was like, maybe I'm a ghost. Maybe I'm a cultist. Maybe I'm a supervillain. And you were just like, I'm a really dumb surfer guy. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to go back surfing. I want to leave and go surfing. Like... It was so, <laughs> I gave you the world, and you threw it back in my face. I, I think there was a bit more Yeah, depth. I, I think that's a little, little. That's how I felt. He was way more brazen than yeah. a surfer. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Johnny went to a graveyard. <laughs> Johnny went to a graveyard looking for a map, and when the person he was looking for Rose from the dead. Well, I had the map. I had questions about the map. Yeah, okay. No, fair enough. Yeah. And you just asked at, uh, without any further reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I played our old sixth grade teacher, Miss Sharbuckle. Yeah. Uh, I guess people from that time just talk ye olde, or maybe she was a cultist. I was trying to do a thing. And I was like... Ye shall rise, I summon thee to the depths, thou shalt dive, the star surfer will ride. And what does he say in response? Hey, Miss Sharbuckle, I found this map. Can you tell me about the map? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Haven't you ever played a video game before? <laughs> like, imagine going through a Bethesda game and then just picking, like, the one and two. Imagine playing Fallout 4. There you go. <laughs> Sick burn. Just yes, no, like the four option. I was trying to be Elder Scrolls 3 here. That's actually giving way too much credence to my creativity. I was trying to be like Fallout 3, maybe, <laughs> if that. Not New Vegas. None of these comparisons anyway, work for me. Yeah, I'm I played New tired. Vegas. It was all right. I, like New Vegas. I was trying to be like Sam and Max, but where you just kind of roll with it and... Yeah. Oh, if you guys do play Fiasco, make sure you pick an appropriate soundtrack. Yeah, it helps yes, a lot. The Twin Peaks soundtrack it was sets great. Mood. It yeah. really does. All right, we had a supernaturally good moment. We had the... Um, there was a scene, it was one of the first scenes we did, and we could not figure out what the hell was going to end it. It was just, it was an argument between two characters that had not actually been fleshed out sufficiently. And they were arguing about the third character. And I said a question, and I wish I could be a little more concrete about what it was. But I asked the question, and a stinger in the song, which is the most blatant, like, aliens landing type shit, happened. 
and it was just the end. We didn't yeah. have to resolve the scene. Wait, I thought it went, um, I was trying to either get with Mitchell's character, Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't want to sleep with him. And you're like, well, what do you want to do? And I was I just want to mess with his head. And then the stinger hits. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot who had the last words. I think you might have said no, something I, back. No, I definitely you, asked a yeah. question. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I I said, that I, what does that mean? Yeah, it was, and then you asked, like, what does that even mean? And then fucking stinger, it was amazing. Yeah, it was, Rolling on the floor laughing. It was pretty it was good. Perfect. Music is a very good assist. And the game actually gives you good examples for that because it puts at the bottom of each of the uh, settings, it tells you which movies somewhat inspired the setting in question. So you can just pick the soundtracks for those movies, which is super handy. Yeah. It gets you in the headspace real good. And that's Fiasco. Yep. I don't know uh, if there's anything else worth discussing explicitly. The story itself is not worth delving into i would say we talked too much about the actual events that we talked about oh yeah no it's uh the story yeah. the stories are not going to be in eldritch and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, it's it's a story done by committee in under two hours it's not it's not going to be i was about to say grammy material that's not nope it's a camel it's, well, story it's not yeah. grammy material that is true it's not not yeah. at all this is an asylum film script in the wait in in the making. I'm super tired now. Oh, that, yeah, no. That that's, fucking wore me out, dude. This was exhausting. <laughs> that was the most mentally taxing thing that I've done all weekend. My weekend is Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, okay, I was going to yeah. say it's not the weekend right now. It's my weekend. <laughs> it's how I spent my weekend. Mitchell, any, uh, any parting thoughts on this? Any parting thoughts? Uh, I mean, I thought it, was, it turned out okay. It wasn't... Uh... Probably not the best one. It started. It was pretty, the funniest. It, it was very funny. We had trouble progressing we because had we were laughing some, We had some very funny moments. And that is one thing that this game does well. It's uh, just kind of spontaneous thought creation that uh, can get crazy and Play it hilarious. with smart friends. Yeah. If you have or dumb friends. friends. Nah. I don't know. No, not in between. I if you have lazy friends. Don't play it with lazy friends. Mitchell yeah. wasn't lazy. You gotta have, no. You gotta <laughs> have buy-in. Yeah, like you can't just you lean it. back. Yeah. You you gotta you gotta need your characters to um be annoying S- assholes. Set secret goals for yourself. Yeah, I like, do think it, it'll it, it'll give you the relations and maybe even like kind of a direction. But be like, maybe I want to be a murderer. Who knows? Maybe I want to be a ghost. I do think it helps with more than three people. Because one one thing that may have been the problem for this game was because I defined my character so strongly by one aspect, only having three people. He tried to make you a drunk. Everything the world was given to you. Yeah, you had an ex drug problem. <laughs> I didn't know you. You could have been like older than him. Well, we were we were step brothers and half brothers. I related I you to running away to my like you were like my father. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Well, no, because he was like, you ran away from home. Oh, right, 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 right. And I was like, just like my dad, because he established that my dad was, I'm pointing over at David here, David had established that my dad was a dick in a flashback for no reason, (laughs) but I guess, hey, maybe one of his secret goals was, man, if I'm a dad, I'm just going to be really shitty. Yeah. Yeah, just secret goals. Or maybe someone could have picked that up, but no, they wanted to be a ghost instead. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing you can make. (laughs) They only establish relations. You make all characters. Yep. All character NPCs, extras, and then you just assign them on top. 
Yeah. It's dope. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. We got um, to use uh, Misharbuckle in... We got to use that card twice. in multiple. We got to use Terrence. We got to yeah. use a dead person's card twice. <laughs> yeah, it was so. pretty good. No. No, it's a good game. It's a good game. I wish I could get people together to play it more often, but my house is apparently not located in a convenient enough spot to Damn it, Nick. convince other people. It's not just Nick. Other people live on that side of town or in Gainesville yeah. or in That's Chicago. In jail. The worst. Or I actually yeah. don't know anybody don't in, jail. in jail. No, I don't. What about the jail? Uh, you know, a guy who works about people keeping out of jail. That is so removed. <laughs> I don't even know what you mean. We know someone who puts a, people you in know jail. know a lawyer. Or, uh, wait, he puts people... He's a prosecutor? Oh, shit. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, he works juvie. Yeah, so he, he's in jail sometimes, I'm sure. No, he's not. Yeah. No. He's gone there. I don't think he goes That's where there. his, like, job is. Patrick, right in at the bottom of the machinationlog.com webpage. Patrick, have you gone into a jail? Yes, no. I've gone into a jail. That's, That's not... Did that in middle school when they tried I said to scare in us jail. away from, from going to prison? Were those real prisoners that they had there that we met? I have no earthly idea. I just know... I know that I did it. I remember nothing about it. Yeah, you guys went to Scared Straight? What? What? Well, it was a school trip, I think. Yeah. What? They just do that by the class now? They don't even take shitty well, kids? Just, all oh, like, you fucks, get in here, look at these bad like people. It was like 15 years ago. It's not yeah, like it was a while ago. Thing. Oh, okay. 20 years ago, maybe. I don't know. Well, Probably you didn't take a 15. field trip down to I the... Uh, no. Down to the local you penitentiary? It's a wonder that I you thought they did that as a pun... I thought going to jail either to see people or be there as one of them was a punishment. No, man, it's like no. dare. It's just... it's. <laughs> It's money funneled toward scaring Just children. Actual people zoo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fear, fear mongering zoos. I mean, that's not probably how the state justifies the budget for prisons, but it's a. Uh, I don't know. It is Florida. Well, no, we just don't justify it at all. Oh, yeah. That's true. And voting is over. Voting is over. Forever? It might be. Who knows? Shit. No, that election's coming up soon. Yeah. But oh, okay. enough about that. Yeah. As Jesse Water Pinkman, no relation. I'm good. Are you, what? <laughs> huh? Was that, <laughs> was that a conclusion? <laughs> yeah, this is what Fiasco feels like. This is why yeah. we didn't record it, because that's about the pace it takes <laughs> when it's actually going on. Maybe other people are better at it. I don't know. We have a good enough time, though. Let's. I'll. I'll look up to see if somebody has played it. In like a. No, if don't anybody, do that. If, if anybody does want to watch it, if you if you do want to do that, uh, Twitch is it Geek and Sundry that did uh, Tabletop Will Wheaton's channel. They did this, and it was pretty good. So we should watch Twitch that. live stream and then have them enter suggestions to ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. We already do that. We don't need help with that. I mean, that's kind of what this game is. It's Twitch with your friends. Yeah. yeah. Kappa. AKA friends. That's what they're there for. It's to ruin everything. That's what they're there for. Mingly. Mingly. All right, that's more than enough rambling. Yeah. Gents. Thanks for being part of the Machination Log. Thanks for the invite. As a cartographer, enthusiast, and the unredeemed princess of an underwater kingdom, thank you for having me. Good morning, everyone. I was a mess. <laughs>